Get ready. We're online. You're listening to the hottest internet station on the Culture Radio Network. Five, four, three, two, one. The DJ Chapman Show. We just get started. Welcome to the show. We have a special guest in the building, comedian Loose Cannon, with another Loose Cannon moment. I'm your host, TJ Chapman. What kind of tea you sipping on, Sam? AD, what are your thoughts? It's getting late, y'all. It's time for the chocolate letter. This is definitely for the grown and sexy. It's time for another refill, y'all. Don't go anywhere, so keep it locked. The best is yet to come. Get ready. We're online. You're listening to the hottest internet station on the Culture Radio Network. Five, four, three, two, one. The DJ Chapman Show. We just get started. Welcome to the show. Special guest in the building, comedian Loose Cannon, with another Loose Cannon moment. I'm your host, TJ Chapman. What kind of tea you sipping on, Sam? AD, what are your thoughts? It's getting late, y'all. It's time for the chocolate letter. This is definitely for the grown and sexy. It's time for another refill, y'all. Don't go anywhere. So keep it locked. The best is yet to come. Get ready. We're online. You're listening to the hottest internet station on the Culture Radio Network. Five, four, three, two, one. The DJ Chapman Show. We just get started. Welcome to the show. Special guest in the building, comedian Loose Cannon, with another Loose Cannon moment. I'm your host, TJ Chapman. What kind of tea you sipping on, Sam? AD, what are your thoughts? It's getting late, y'all. It's time for the chocolate letter. This is definitely for the grown and sexy. It's time for another refill, y'all. Don't go anywhere. So keep it locked. The best is yet to come. Get ready. We're online. You're listening to the hottest internet station on the Culture Radio Network. Five, four, three, two, one. The DJ Chapman Show. We just get started. Welcome to the show. Special guest in the building, comedian Loose Cannon, with another Loose Cannon moment. I'm your host, TJ Chapman. What kind of tea you sipping on, Sam? AD, what are your thoughts? 
It's getting late, y'all. It's time for the chocolate letter. This is definitely for the grown and sexy. It's time for another refill, y'all. Don't go anywhere. So keep it locked. The best is yet to come. Get ready. We're online. You're listening to the hottest internet station on the Culture Radio Network. Five, four, three, two, one. The DJ Chapman Show. We just get started. Welcome to the show. Special guest in the building, comedian Loose Cannon, with another Loose Cannon moment. I'm your host, TJ Chapman. What kind of tea you sipping on, Sam? AD, what are your thoughts? It's getting late, y'all. It's time for the chocolate letter. This is definitely for the grown and sexy. It's time for another refill, y'all. Don't go anywhere. So keep it locked. The best is yet to come. Get ready. We're online. You're listening to the hottest internet station on the Culture Radio Network. Five, four, three, two, one. The DJ Chapman Show. We just get started. Welcome to the show. We have a special guest in the building, comedian Loose Cannon, with another Loose Cannon moment. I'm your host, TJ Chapman. What kind of tea you sipping on, Sam? AD, what are your thoughts? It's getting late, y'all. It's time for the chocolate letter. This is definitely for the grown and sexy. It's time for another refill, y'all. Don't go anywhere. So keep it locked. The best is yet to come. Get ready. We're online. You're listening to the hottest internet station on the Culture Radio Network. Five, four, three, two, one. The DJ Chapman Show. We just get started. Welcome to the show. Special guest in the building, comedian Loose Cannon, with another Loose Cannon moment. I'm your host, TJ Chapman. What kind of tea you sipping on, Sam? AD, what are your thoughts? It's getting late, y'all. It's time for the chocolate letter. This is definitely for the grown and sexy. It's time for another refill, y'all. Don't go anywhere. So keep it locked. The best is yet to come. Like each and every yeah. I have this pretty, beautiful, smiley woman right here next to me holding it down like she always Thank do. Thank you. Morgan Williams, my co-host. What's happening, darling? Nothing much. How was your week? Uh, my weekend was good. I'm kind of paying for it. I'm tired and so yeah, on. Yeah, I saw you down to the football field. Man, listen here. 
we, we did great. We finished third. We finished third, bunch of 40 yards against the young whooping snappers. I sure hope y'all ain't catch no rolling while y'all asses nah, out there nah, rolling nah, around. No, nah, we good. No, nah, we are good. Cause it was, it was Spitting up in here and shit. Rona didn't want to play anything in that Baby, heat. Rona don't care nothing about none of that shit you talking about. Rona, Rona dip, dip out of there. Lord. Man, listen, I'm, I'm paying for it, though. Uh, my back hurt. My arm hurt. Leg hurt. Everything goddamn hurt. But I'm here. It's going to take a couple of days to recuperate. Anybody want to get an entanglement with me to, to massage me up? We can go ahead and do it. Man, look here, boy. I'm, I'm joined by my celebrity friends, man. I'm, I'm, I'm excited. Finally, I got both of y'all in here today. I got the legendary comedian type Mike in the building with us. Hey, what's good, man? Yeah, what's yeah, good? Yeah. How are you? Excited, motivated. Yeah. Got, got actor, director, SX O'Brien in the building. What's going on, y'all? Good to be here. Man, we, we about to have fun, man, because uh, we, we just talked about... Um, you know, entanglement earlier, somebody can massage me up. <laughs> and, and word on the street is that uh, Will and Jada just had some type of red tabletop discussion about her entanglement. Wow. Uh, let's find you an older one, man. Get down and put, put some uh, rubbing on you. Well, look at that. <laughs> to, to me, that entanglement is just another sophisticated way of saying she got a splack of belly. <laughs> wow. That's all I'm going to tell you. Y'all remember that song, Splack of Belly? Yes. Yeah. Spell it out. Yes. That's real old school. That's real old school. I'm scared of us. I'm scared of us, Splack of Belly. You know, them men that want to take you home and bathe you and shit, run bath water. I'm good. They don't want to beige you. Them older men be trying to beige you. You don't want nobody to beige you? Listen, y'all. They beige you. Explain to me a little bit about how what what entanglement means to you. Is that another way of her just saying, yes, I that was my side piece during our time off? I don't think she she used that word in place of like trying to explain, you know, what he was to her. I think she used that word because she wanted to avoid saying relationship. You know what I mean? Mm. Because it's because I think she wanted to downplay an entanglement sounds just like some old, you know, in and out here and there, here and there. She didn't want to own the fact that that was some other shit, which mm. is why I felt like, you know, Will was a little I don't think he didn't know about it, but it's one thing to know, you know, your wife had something going on, but to hear her say, I ain't been, I ain't feel good in a long time, and this man made me feel good, that ain't no entanglement. That was, that was a relationship. You, y'all were in, that was, a, that was intimacy, so. He ain't your boyfriend. He ain't your husband. There's somebody you can call when you. <laughs> that that ain't, Slackavelli just coming through and he out the door. Right. Valley's. You feel like it was more feelings involved. Yeah, I think it was a lot, a whole lot more feelings involved. Entanglement was a word to make it sound less That's purposeful. Perfect. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Just how you know people used to say, you don't want I to... slipped and fell in it. Yeah, you don't want to, you don't want to have to say, like, no, me and this person really was building some, like, we was yeah. on some shit. Yeah. Yeah. You want to avoid accountability. I did the numbers on it, and uh, he's worth $4 million. Oh, He's man. got good music. I listen. Well, he definitely got good he music. He got some now. good music. He he, he didn't need that though. He didn't need that. No. No, you don't think so? We're going to see him in that first, uh, that first week. He I got like 20-something tracks, first of all. It's a very lengthy, oh, yeah? say very, I think it would, now if he would do it for anything, it would be for the documentary, right. not the album. 
So he's doing a documentary. He's doing a documentary. Oh. Yes. He, yeah, they talked about that in the interview with oh, well, um, Angela. He, he has a documentary um, out because, you know, he has been through a lot of shit. So. Right. She's supposed to be helping him go through some stuff, and they end up. They both need, they both were. Now, if she's on the documentary, that'll expose a whole lot of other I things. Seriously like, doubt. <laughs> I seriously doubt. I seriously doubt. Ooh. I don't know. Mm, is it going to be a 10-part documentary like um, The Last Dance? Where every, where everything like, get everything get exposed. It might be more like Bobby and Whitney. <laughs> <laughs> they say old boy was on them drugs, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Hey. Uh, he was they on made it, boy. It clear it wasn't Bobby fault in that either. But he was doing a little something. Yeah, well, he helped out now, but it wasn't his. It wasn't his thing. He was just so, cutting the lines. He wasn't hitting it. I was doing the numbers earlier to your point. Okay. He make four million a year. Mm-hmm. She worth fifty million. Will Smith worth three hundred and fifty million. <laughs> Whoa. So yeah, you can be entangled a little bit, but you can't be in love. Right. Like because why would you give up half of three hundred and fifty million dollars? When you say I'ma love you through anything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> bad bad marriage for life. I got bad you. marriage for life. Bad yeah. marriage for life. I got you. I uh Fresh Mike, Fresh Mike. There you go, Fresh Mike, Fresh Mike. I, I personally, I, I'm with you, sister. I think um, it was some real feelings involved, but I think she put that thing on her. I just it had to be. that East Baltimore Obey Maryland style. <laughs> that Obey, Obey. She, yeah, she put that Obey seasoning on him, and that's you know she was playing real R&B <laughs> when she gave him the business. That's just me personally. She had him listening to that Gerald Verge and all the old rough ends and SWV and Jodeci from the nineties because she a seventies baby. Yeah, she so, is. you know, she along with us. So, I'm like, yeah. Boy, he heard some real music. So, he was really his feelings. There's nothing he could have gone through that she can't speak on. Right. And when you're younger, to have mm-hmm. somebody that can put yeah. you on a mm-hmm. different level yeah. and fuck your brains out. Right. That will do something. Because he, he got, he got <laughs> oh, yeah. some. Oh, he yeah. got some good. He got some. That, ooh. Wait, hold on. What? He got, he got something she could. I know she probably worked that thing out. <laughs> yeah. But she not. Hey, hey. Ladies, we've seen it. Oh, you, oh, he got something with his stuff out. Listen, that thing. What website you looked at? The, you no. ain't got all. You got to do just Google it, baby. That no. thing is rotating. Uh uh. I'm not ever finna Google his penis. Yeah, ladies. So he had something to work with, and you think that's why she went for him? Because she pretty much could have had anybody. She could have had with. anybody. But mm. they, they shared something in common okay. on that mental health, mental thing. Yeah. You know okay. what I mean? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. he had his shit going on, she had her shit going on, and it's so easy to just be like, you know what? And also, if you ever if you watch the other Red Table talk, we'll say, like the things that Jada like to do. He don't. He's not necessarily into, and vice versa. So right. they made a promise that once a year, you do something I, I like, and I do something you like. So he, it, she likes to do the whole family thing and Christmas and tradition. So he sits. He sits through that. Right. No, they talked about it. They they addressed swingers and all, they addressed everything. Oh, yeah. Yes. So did they admit they, they talked about the separation in that episode. Okay. That's why they were like, it's oh, because they had been talked about how they, they separated and broke up. And when he told her, he he had planned to never talk to her again. Right. And so it had nothing to do with August. So people just making a big thing out of old news. Because he confirmed Because she confirmed, confirmed it. it. She confirmed it. So One now everybody is. But if you watch the recent, those that other episode, mm-hmm. they already had been addressed, <laughs> oh, their marriage okay. and how it went south. Did they ever admit they were swingers? No, they said because swingers is a, so you me me and you being in an open relationship is different from being swingers. Right. That's a different lifestyle. Gotcha. They said they've never been swingers. That's, well, they've been that's open, never so been. They allow each other to have somebody. Else. Well, they didn't say that either. 
They just said they just specifically said swingers because that's the word we've been throwing out. Right, that ain't what they. But they so they address the swingers shit. Right. So so if he agreed, but see that go back to what he's saying. In my opinion of open marriage, is I get permission from my spouse to go sleep with somebody else. Yeah. And so when August Alstina said, "Well, I got Will okay," he said it was cool. I think that was just him saying, I, I know we'll know about it. Right. He didn't yeah. say shit, we so. We didn't try to bust my head open, so I took that as permission. $350 right. million. Dollars. I'd have been, look, I'd have been, Mr. Will, do you need some head, too? Especially. <laughs> California, California, you get half off the river, California. So yeah. We, oh, yeah, we can't get divorced. I definitely love you through anything. Yeah. My money. I'm not divorcing well, like, you. Yeah, I, I, think, I think Jada done gave, gave August some of that uh, Jason Larry's coach. Yeah, that low down dirty shame. That, yeah, that shame. What? Yes. Well, look here, man. Like man. she did, Kane and Minister's side. And Minister's side. Remember that? Remember that? Yeah, that Jason's lyric. That's what she yeah, Jason's right. lyric love. That's kissing down the stomach. Yeah. Down. All pan down on, on the lake, next to the lake, in the, in, in the leaves. But you married to one of the top actors in the world. She know a lot of things. And she's 45. She done seen a lot. Yeah. And so he 20, at the time, I guess 23, 24. So. Yeah. Whatever, you know, they was going through mentally was one thing. But sexually in that bedroom, I think she took him to the, you know. Oh, yeah, she, she took I'm him pretty to the sure he showed her some shit, too. He showed her some new shit. You know, y'all shit. youngsters, y'all. probably was doing a butterfly up in that book. Well, <laughs> 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 might have Because, you know, she, you know, hey, she probably eating that thing from the thing. Probably, yeah, probably. she's small. She can do all kinds of flexible things. Yeah. You know what I mean? And his thing probably reach around good. I ain't no telling. But at 23, did we really know what we was doing at 23? Thought we was doing it. Yeah, you ain't know, but if you got somebody, somebody to teach you, yeah, you got that sensei coming in. Sensei, really yeah, <laughs> that oh, sensei. Let me, let me there show you, go. you how you really can get up uh-huh. in there. Right, right. <laughs> this one over here. Yeah, yeah. All young but girls, she, you know, they think he's something because he's a rapper, but she yeah. done been a superstar for. And was with a mega superstar from Baltimore. Listen, he probably just honored to be in the same pussy Tupac was in. That's a weird smell. And I got you. Like, I'm with you. Exactly. Come on, for him. I can't be bad for him. Can't be bad for her either because you done bad a 20 year younger guy. And then now everybody think you got the golden pot because they like, what you done did to this man? Right. What you done did to He can die today. Yeah, if he died today, he would be happy. He would yeah. be happy. Now, when the album come out, people going to get it's it out. just to hear the lyrics. I already listened to it. Let's see if anything. You know yeah. Like? I listened to it. Oh, I mean. Yeah. Is it good? You subliminals? Right. Is it all right? I or wasn't listening for subliminals. I oh, just. You listen to good music? I got about halfway through, but it's a very long album. You said 20 tracks. I think it's like 20 something tracks. Yeah, he think album. he is Tupac? Tupac. <laughs> hey, he done been where he done been. Hey, man. He done been where he done been. Do they even got CDs anymore? Hey, man. Just make two albums. I just think, but it was Whooped and he told it a little bit, and he wasn't supposed to really tell it. He just disrespected the game a little bit by telling. Yeah, he might have been. I, 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 so y'all I think, think he should have told the interview. You think he should have just said, "I don't want to talk about that." Right, like that was That's private. It. You know what I'm saying? That's that was it. our friendship. We went through a lot together. They helped me. I helped them. I Damn. respect our friendship. Damn. That's, That's G code. Really, if you really cared about it, you wouldn't put her business in the streets. Yeah. I think he's on some. I think like listening. Like I said, listening to the whole thing. He has been through so much of, like, I think he's in a, at a selfish point in his life where gotcha. he's like, it's about me. If I need to unload, whatever I need to do to protect my mental, right. I'm going to unload it. I'm going to do, you know what I mean? So right. it's one of those, especially when you're talking about somebody 
suffering, who has, you know, dealt with that kind of shit, like all the shit he said. And and he talked about his life, and he done been through some shit. And so, you know, that's his way, you know, we too, we can laugh and joke about it, but we too still have to recognize that him doing an interview is not, is not, we got to cut that snitching out. That man needed to get that off his chest, because as small as we see it, it's a big thing for him. Like he said, he he lost out on money and and opportunities because he was trying to protect yeah. And that's a lot of pressure on somebody. And then to have to say, you know what, sweetie, this was fun. Yeah. Mm. But you're going to have to go now. Yeah. That day, what it was? You yeah, know what but I mean? 350, what? He knew that going in. He, he was yeah, not but, but, but not if, what she, if she's saying, we'll say he's done with me. We can, women can be very. He, yeah. He thought he, he thought he that was a chance. He his. thought he really he, did. Because he, he got that tiger put on. But even as a G, mm-hmm. if I want to hit again, I'm not telling. But not he, t- if he, he love her like that, he can't tell it. No, it, it, she's made up in her mind already whether or not she'd ever fuck him again. That's just how we are. Okay, well, you, you, I can't speak on a woman, but I know as a man, if it's something that's. Yeah, you're going to feel like, damn, I'm going to fuck it up. If I didn't, yeah. If I didn't. <laughs> he did. <laughs> and she smashed it. <laughs> yeah. He's I'm, I'm sure he, he needs a friend like Tiger Woods needs a friend. He needs a friend. He needs somebody to say, hey, bro, I know what you're doing. And if you ever want to hit it again, you gotta kind of just and chill he, and, and he, talk it out. Somebody like older women like that. So now Langton is still single out here. Could it? Could it? Could it? Did something with that? And 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 it's, and it's a lot real. Of older single women out here, bro. It it definitely is because man, look here. Uh, Woo! Have mercy, Lord. And um, a, as you can see, this is what happens on the set of the T.J. Chapman show. And speaking of set, we have the two stars of the upcoming TV show. That, that's that's happening right now, <laughs> acting funny, because right now we are acting funny, and, it, and, it, and it's a and, it, and it's a great it's a great moment, and we got my my good friends like I told y'all before, comedian actor type Mike, and um, Essek O'Brien, actor director, tell us about yourself and yourself, for the people that don't know y'all, the new listeners. Oh, okay. Okay. Good. Go ahead. Rock, paper, scissors. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, uh, Essex O'Brien, like I said, uh, actor and, and becoming a director. Uh, if you guys saw the skit, if you tuned in earlier, uh, that was my first, opp- well, second opportunity directing a skit me and my man, Tight Mike, wrote it. Um, been in the game, acting now, about 10 years, started out slow, uh, built myself up. Some of y'all might have seen me in uh, some of the national commercials for Nutrisystem, Publix, uh, Optimum Cable, and uh, uh, TV shows like The Oath. So uh, just doing my thing, man. And uh, I had a chance to come together with my boy here. We had been talking about, you guys saw our skits already, but uh, we have been talking about doing something like this for a while. So we just started the show Acting Funny. I'll let him tell you how we uh, came up with the name. <laughs> Before you tell us the name, for those who don't know Comedian Tyke Mike, he is a legend in the game, the comedian world, been around the world. Been around a lot of places, a lot of faces. <laughs> Let folks know. Hey, I would have slept with Jada Smith, and I wouldn't have told nobody. <laughs> just, just for the record, just I would have slept with Jada Pinkett Smith, Mama, and I wouldn't have told nobody. <laughs> just to stay connected to three hundred and fifty million dollars. <laughs> Not that it's about the money, but sometimes you know, in the COVID times, it's about the money. <laughs> Anyway, uh, comedian type Mike, thank you, TJ. You so kind. Legendary. I don't know about all that. I've been in the game uh, 19 years, a uh, couple of TV credits, a uh, couple of radio shows, and now a brand new uh, 
TV show that I thought would be great. My friend that's an actor, and of course I'm a comedian, that's where the acting funny uh, comes from. And we hit uh, different topics. Uh, writing is my passion, and directing and acting is my man passion, so we collaborated and came up with something we felt like uh, was a really good product. We happy to be here, man. TJ has been around and showing us love and support. I appreciate it. I'm uh, chilling. I've been working on cruise ships for the last uh, year before the COVID stuff hit. So uh, doing stand-up. So to come back and have some time to work with my co-hosts here, man, I'm, I'm really enjoying my time. And, bro, thank you for allowing us on your show. Oh, Sir, appreciate thank it, brother. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you, too, man. Oh, let's, thank let's you very much. Discount it. You, young people is winning right now, so we got to get the young people to press you. Like I always told y'all, man, you know, my platform is y'all platform. Um, you know, you've been with me from, you know, from day one, you know, starting, you know, when we was in, in, in the basement, a.k.a. into my house. <laughs> then we moved on to another studio. Uh, it's, it's, it's just been a blessing to be able to, you know, have you in my corner. You saw the vision and just kept riding with me. And, you know, in Essex, you came on the scene later on. And it's like, you know, just been a, it's just been a, a journey ever since. You know, so as a matter of fact, I got a question for you, though. Yeah. Uh, you know, you've already mentioned that you've been in a lot of commercials, you know, you know published commercials, uh, feature films. Um, but more notable, um, you've worked with people like 50 Cents and The Oath that you talked about, mm -hmm. um, as well as... Claire Huxable. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. So what was it like working with, you know, those celebrities? Well, I'll start off with the oath, first of all. Uh, that was the show that took me all the way to Puerto Rico to shoot. And a uh, real quick story about, you know, with acting, a lot of times you get a lot of no's. And I did the audition for it and didn't hear anything back for like six weeks. Oh, wow. And then six weeks I got a call and the agent told me, you booked the oath, you're going to Puerto Rico. I said, okay, you had me in Puerto Rico. But what the hell is the oath? <laughs> we got all about it. Yeah, I forgot. Yeah, I forgot all about it. You know, you do auditions throughout the week, and you you do it, you let it go, because most of the time you ain't gonna hear nothing. So, um, did a research on it. Saw it was attached to Fifty Cent. You, you know, you don't even need to say anything much about Fifty Cent, but uh, it's uh, on Sony Crackle. They they two two seasons Damn. deep so far, and uh, really really great show. I highly recommend it. It's about cop gang. So it, all the stuff you've seen about crooked cops and dirty cops and all that stuff like that in the news. Now, go watch that, and you'll see a whole other side of it. So they sent me down to Puerto Rico. They, they treated me like a star. I had my own trailer yeah. by myself. I had to share it with nobody. I was in there I the in my drawers for a while. You know, I had my name on the thing, you know what I'm saying? So I, I, thought, I thought I was doing something. But, so, uh, but, yeah, it was great. I didn't get a chance to actually meet 50, but um, he, they told me he was just – on the island uh, a couple of days before okay. I went down there to shoot. But I got to meet all the other stars and hang out with them uh, for the time. And it was just a great experience. That was my first co-star uh, for a big show like that. Okay. And, of course, one thing kind of kind of lead to the other. So that's where, you know, I'll tell you about uh, uh, Miss Huxtable, uh, the lovely Miss Huxtable. And a funny story with that, too. I, that was from the show David Makes Man, if you guys are familiar yes, I with. Love, I you saw love that? It. Okay, love yeah. It. Yeah, won a Peabody Award. Yes, mm -hmm. that was, that's uh, an amazing show. Absolutely. Yes. Uh, executive produced by Oprah Winfrey, Michael B. Jordan. Mm -hmm. I auditioned for that four times. Really? Oh. Four, four, four times, four different characters booked this one on the fifth time. And by then, I had pretty much given up on mm -hmm. the season one. I was like, all right, maybe I get in on season two because uh, all this time. It ain't gonna happen. Yeah. So when, you, as soon as you write something off, just like the other one, I get the call. Damn. You booked it. Oh my god. Didn't know though who I was gonna be in the scene with. So mm -hmm. the way it usually works, you book a show, then you get all the real scripts because a lot of times you're auditioning off a dummy script. Mm -hmm. 
you get the real script with your real lines and the real cast list. Mm-hmm. So I'm reading. I read my script first. I'm like, oh, I got, I got more lines. I'm, I'm getting excited. Yes. yes. So then I say, okay, let me see who I'm in the thing with. So I'm looking down the call list. Go down, go down, go down. Dot, dot, dot. Felicia Rashad. I put the paper down. <laughs> no. 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 Nope. <laughs> I got me a ruler. Put the ruler on the thing just to make sure I had didn't read the lines going the wrong way. Yeah. That thing said Felicia Rashad. I shook my ass up. <laughs> Started running around the house because, uh, you know, that's what we grew up on. Yeah. That's the queen. That's, a, that's, a, that's Claire our mom. That's Claire. Yes, her name is Felicia Rashad, but that's Claire Huxtable. She always be up. So I went, I went in the room. I told, I told my wife. We, we shed a few tears. It was a great moment. Uh, unfortunately, you know, sometimes success has a way of being funny like that. So I go and we shoot it. Everything was amazing. I got my own trailer again. I go in the makeup room, and I didn't know she was going to be there. Oh. I spoke to the makeup ladies, another lady. She's on the other end, like, where that chair is. Hey, Dr. So-and-so, because that's my character name. I looked over. <laughs> <laughs> I damn near passed out, man. And she was right there, and I had I'm stumbling over my words like it's, it's an honor. And, and she was so sweet. She was like, you know, your favorite auntie, you know, your favorite mm-hmm. mama. Uh, you know, we sat and talked between takes. We talked about the old days. We talked about the Cosby Show. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's still down with Bill, by the way. Right. Just put that out there. And uh, but it was great, man. Unfortunately. Those scenes in that particular part uh, were not used, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so the, the, that's the bad news. You guys are not going to see that, but the good news is I'm eligible for season two. Okay. 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 But I'll never forget the, uh, that experience of working with her and then having the pictures. She was gracious enough to take pictures and everybody. Wow. Uh, she gave me a hug before I left, which was big, but I almost held on too long. I thought it was going to me to me. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to let go. I didn't want to go home. But, yeah, it was a great experience, man. Those are nice. my two big ones right there. Wow, that's, that's, that's awesome. And, 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 and Ty, um, you've been in the comedy game for, for a good minute. 19. You know, 19. 19. Exactly. That's a whole kid. Yeah. Grown man comedy. Yeah. And, 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 you, and you've worked with, um, you know, several other uh, celebrity comedians. Right. Um, what is it like working with other celebrity comedians, and who's been the most intriguing to work with? Um, the, the blessing man I've worked, of course, Cedric Entertainer, uh, Steve Harvey. Uh, I never got a chance to meet Bernie Mac, but I have met D.L. Hughley once. Uh, Queens of Comedy, I worked with Monique, and I was on tour with Samoa. Um, some more was probably one of my most influential as far as like real life. Like this is how you carry yourself. You want to get to this level. You have to be a professional, be on time. On time is late. Early is on time. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and said, of course, just giving me the game. Uh, I will never forget. He's like, well, tight Mike now. Welcome to the, you know, the business. Um, it's show business. But remember this, the word show is really small and the word business is really long. So always take care of your business first. Mm-hmm. Your comedy will, will come in time. You know, you, you'll elevate. But make sure you got your business right. All your contracts are signed correctly. Make sure you know what you're supposed to be getting paid. Ask for everything that you're supposed to ask for. So, so those are always people I look, look back at. TJ, Samoa was just amazing. I would put Samoa up against any comedian in the country, even though female people always say, oh, she's a female, this or that. No, man, smart. And that's one thing uh, I learned from her. Like, even in my dating life, now that I'm single again, Mike, you always want a smart girl. The pretty girl and the fine girl is cool, but you want somebody smart to help you along your way. You know what I'm saying? You, yeah. you need that help, mate. Mm-hmm. So I, I admire her. She taught me more about the being the, the personal stuff than being the professional. And, of course, Sid taught me more about the actual comedy game. 
You got to tell me that. Tell me that story. That you told me that some. Oh, told right. you. we got to hear that story. Wait, wait. About, about the girl. About what, what, she, what she asked you? But she asked you something about some girls. Wait, you told wait. me this. Funny. I forgot. It's, it's so many stories. Which one? We gonna we gonna. Did we she gonna. ask you about side? <laughs> side oh, oh, oh. Oh, with her, yeah, I don't, it's different. Um, <laughs> it's, 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 it's different. That, right, I put I, you on the spot. Okay, no, 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 no. Like she, she was saying, like she, if you're gonna travel with her, she, you really, she really needs to know you. So she need to know your lady, and if you got a side lady, you need she need to know her too. Right, right. And Absolutely. if you smart, your side lady and your main lady wear the same perfume. She's like your side lady need to be understanding to that point that look everything you do got to match what your main lady do. do don't right. risk all of this. That's what the conversation we have earlier yeah. about August Alcina. Don't mess up three hundred fifty million. Don't, don't mess it up. But yeah, no, she told me. Yeah, no, nah, bro, she. Hey, that's amazing. I'll never forget. Um, my last date with her was about. It. Three years ago now, and then, of course, I went on tour with Benji Brown for two years, who is now on tour with Martin Lawrence, mm-hmm. um, and which is yeah. a blessing because, um, yeah, by, by Benji, shouts out to Benji Brown, by Benji being on tour with Martin, it got a chance for Martin people to see me. Right. And so then they were like, well, Mike, we heard about you. And I'm like, well, who is this? Oh, this is such and such. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, from, you know, so-and-so, IBM. And I'm like, oh, Lord, Jesus, number one. That's Chappelle yeah, right. management. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. They're Martin Lawrence, man. Yeah, I'm Martin Lawrence, road manager, and we've heard about you, and we saw you in Charlotte. We saw you in Raleigh. Oh, we yeah, saw yeah. you in uh, – no way, he saw you in Miami, Charlotte, and Raleigh. I'm like, you been watching me? Like, yeah, we've been kind of paying attention to you. Mm-hmm. And uh, we so. come to Orlando and Tampa. We want you to open up for Marlon. Lawrence. That's what's up. Nice. So right before the COVID hit, they yeah. was coming to the yeah. Amway. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> right. That was in March. <laughs> so yeah. that was the blessing, man. So I was going to get to do Tampa and Orlando. The good thing is, of course, they'll be back. Yeah. Uh, but then I'll get an opportunity then. But they canceled – the Thursday in Tampa on Wednesday, and they canceled the Friday show here the Thursday before. Wow. Because they had just canceled all the professional events. And, of course, Martin was doing arenas. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The good thing. So, I say, man, success be funny like that, man. You be right there. You think you about to hit it, but then it – Boy, Something takes contact. you around the round way, you know, right. but it's yeah. coming. Absolutely. You so, in, so you put your work in. In position, man. And I feel yeah. like all of us are, are right there, man. So, that's why I feel good about – where I am about what you're doing, of course, TJ. Yeah. What, what you guys are doing, I think we're right there. Yeah, just we, we, we our time is coming. Right there, man. Oh, we've, yeah. all, we've always had we've all had that that moment, mm-hmm. yeah. and just like recently, like you just said, with you know the lit tour, mm-hmm. um, you know we we were on pace of going to. <laughs> Open it up for um, Tom Joiners. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. next day, you notice know, like, ah, nope. check out the cruise ships. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Nah, what the? It's yeah. messed up so, so it, much, man. Yeah. That corona messed but, up so but much. But at least, and that same thing that happened was like, um, I've been watching you. Mm-hmm. We've been watching you. You know, you're consistent with what you do. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I've been watching me. I ain't mm-hmm. never seen no like, no like, no comment. <laughs> but, but when, but when it just sat and and you know talking about Ricky Smiley, mm-hmm. um, you know, you've been watching me. You know, consistently saying, you know, keep doing the good work that you're doing, mm-hmm. and um, and so that that was one one good thing to, to you know collaborate what you're saying. Mm-hmm. So like, so tight. What's what's been like the your biggest accomplishment thus far in all of this? Um, in entertainment, I would say to um, still be a in my kids' life. A lot of people lose their family life 
in the entertainment life. Mm-hmm. And uh, entertainment has allowed me to um, still be me and still be a father and spend time. Oh, yeah. uh, even though I'm divorced, I get every other week, you know, four or five days with my kids every other week. Uh, two little girls, 74, so uh, I'm excited. <laughs> right, yeah. uh, first time dad, you know what I'm saying? But for them to say, daddy's going to work. I heard daddy on the radio. Daddy, I saw you on TV. Nice. That, that to me is like the ultimate, yes. more than a million dollars, more than anybody. More. So they could, oh, man, I went to my have lunch with my daughter, uh, of course, uh, when they was doing lunch then at schools. They go to lunch, and the little kids would say, Tight Mike, you take a picture with me. <laughs> like, man, you want me to take a picture? I'm eating juice boxes with you. The Capri Suns. Yeah, so then, of course, the teacher's like, well, you know, who is he? The principal's like, well, yeah. you come talk to the kids. Yeah. Like, yeah, I don't mind. You know what I'm saying? So that, to me, just being involved like that, and I'm a big community guy. Yeah. So being able to give back to the little kids and uh, showing my kids, that, hey, your daddy, you know, yeah, yeah your daddy real, too. He out here, you know, yeah. he on TV all the time, but sometimes, you know what I'm saying? And, and that made me proud. Out of all the stuff I've mm-hmm. done, all the shows, all the thousands of people that I've performed for, man, uh, on land and at sea and abroad around the world, okay. just so that my kids can say, hey, you know what? That's my dad. That's my dad. My yeah, man. that's my, my dad. dad. Yeah, I like that, man. And real quick, before we go to break, um, Essex, real quick, what's been your biggest uh, accomplishment thus far in the acting and director game? Man, um, well, we talked about probably my two biggest highlights already, man, but I, I, I don't think I've had that, that big accomplishment yet. You know what I'm saying? I, if, it, if the show would have aired, I think that would have put me in a different light, so I definitely would have claimed that. But uh, right now I'm still, I'm still in the process, and I'm very proud to still be in the process. Mm-hmm. And to your point, Mike, uh, I, I got to take the opportunity to shout out if they're watching, my wife, Joni, and my son, Essex, because doing what we do – and still being able to keep family things right oh, yeah. is, a, is a thing all unto itself. And uh, I, I give you one story uh, with my son. Uh, he, he, he plays uh, basketball. basketball. He plays mm-hmm. uh, Little League basketball. Mm-hmm. And uh, he started real slow, wasn't doing too well. But then he started getting better, him and his friend. Uh, Quasi, they won championship. Then his boy Quasi went off and played uh, AAU early. Mm. So now it was just us, you know. We didn't have much of a team, so we started out real slow. But then won like our last two, won our last three or four games and won a championship by itself. And I always remember that because he and I kind of linked up mentally and, and spiritually to where he could perform the way he needed to and I can coach him the way I needed to. Yeah, and this was all going along, you know, when I'm, you know, back and forth with auditions mm-hmm. and things like that. So just little stuff like that, man, is, is, is a great accomplishment for me and things that, I, that keep me going. Wow. Man, listen, we got more Essex O'Brien and comedian Tight Mike. Hey, we're going to be right back. Go grab a glass of wine, your cognac, whatever's going to make you feel right. And keep it locked. The best is yet to come. Let's go.
Five, four, three, two. Camera What's happening? What's happening, man? We are back, man, here with uh, comedian type Mike. What's and up, brother? Man, and my main man, Essex O'Brien. What's up? And my lovely co-host. Yes, yes. Morgan Williams in the building. Man, wow, this 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 is this is actually fun, man. I, I, I told you it was gonna be uh, it was gonna be star studded. It was gonna be lit. It was gonna be fun. <laughs> well, look at here, man. Man, listen, uh, we we are we are almost halfway there, man, and um and that's what happens when you have fun on the TJ Chapman show. The time just go by as fast, yeah. fast, fast, fast. And um <laughs> and uh, before we left, um, there was one thing I wanted to ask you guys because you know we are in you know charted territories mm -hmm. that you know for the past you know month we've been talking about you know mm -hmm. systemic racism uh, mm -hmm. we've been talking about police uh, police brutality and and everything above in America that's happening against you know people of color aka black folk yeah and um, and in the entertainment game uh, a lot of people you know you've heard a lot of celebrities say you know well I've never faced it or I've never had to deal with it or I don't see it or it's never happened to them. I'm not going to say any of their names, um, but all you do is just Google and you'll you'll actually see it. So um, so so I just want to I just want to ask you real quick because you're you're more in the you know the film industry yeah. where you know you mingle with you know a lot of you know different cultures or other different you know races. Yeah. And um, and and so has there ever been a time that you know you've had to face systemic racism? Uh, the best example I can give of it is just the, the actual casting mm. part of it. So I'll give you a personal story that actually happened to me. So usually when you have a casting, they put out there exactly what they want. Okay, we want white male age 30 to 40. We want a white female age 30 to 40. We want a black male, black female 20 to 30. Whatever it is, they're usually very specific. What I hate is when I see open ethnicity Mm -hmm. Then when you go to the audition, there's <laughs> 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 a majority white folks. <laughs> and this has happened uh, many, many times. So even even with uh, David McMake's man, I auditioned for a part that was for a, a reverend. I go in there. It's, now it's a black show, right? You would agree? Yeah. I was the only black person auditioning for the pastor. pastor. Wow. wow. You see what I'm saying? But then some where it actually took money out of my pocket, I'll tell you this, I uh, auditioned for a commercial, and the way it works is there's a mass casting usually. Mm -hmm. Then you get a callback. Callback is where they dwindle it down to people that they really like. And then from there, if they really like you, it comes down to maybe two or three people. That's when you're put on what's called first refusal, where they check mm -hmm. in your availability and things like that. Mm -hmm. So I went through a situation where it was open ethnicity, but through my performance, I got down to first refusal. Mm -hmm. uh, and you know how, well, no, not you guys, but sometimes you go to an audition and you just have a connection. You really feel like you knocked it out of the park. Mm -hmm. Doesn't mean that you're going to get it, yeah, right. but right. you feel good about it. Because there's a lot of times I felt like I didn't do very well and I still <laughs> got, got it. it. But this yeah. particular time, I knew I, I really you knocked knew it out. You had it. First refusal, wind up not getting it. I was like, wow, you know, it happens, but. This felt weird. So the next time I go to this particular casting director, uh, we, I do my audition, and she pulls me to the side. This never happens. Pulls me to the side. You had that last one. Everybody wanted you. The director wanted you. The producer wanted you. Mm -hmm. You killed it. You was the best by far. 
the client came in and decided to give it. And these are not my words. These are her words. Give it to the white boy. Mm. So, mm. you know what I'm saying? Again, you play this game where it's open ethnicity. <laughs> if you want a white boy, just say you want a, a white, white boy. boy. That's right. fine. If you want a white woman, say you want a white woman. That's fine. That's because yeah. now we're going in, we knowing what we're working with. Right. But when you do that, and then you still turn around and do that, even though you're acting like you're looking for the best person, mm-hmm. when really you know not. what you really you want. Really know what yeah. you so that happens, unfortunately, quite a lot. But there's not it's, – it's an industry where you – you know, I could never go and say, okay, well, you discriminated against me. Right. right. I can't do that. I can't prove that. Right. But if I got somebody that's taking their time to be like, nah, you that should have been you, <laughs> when they usually right. would not do that. Yeah. That tells you a lot about it. So a lot. It definitely happens. So, so tight um, in the comedian field, I mean, it's a little bit different in you stand-up because you, you you get to talk about all different races and right. and right. and they're not really looked or frowned upon. Um, how how different is it being in the comedian world and having to face uh, systemic racism? Uh, it it goes. It's funny. You, I'm glad you asked me that question. Uh, I worked on a cruise ship for the last uh, year and a half, um, and we leave out of West Palm Beach, and we go to the Bahamas, two-day cruise, and you come back. Uh, Nassau and Freeport. Mm. But they say, they don't say they want an urban act. But what happens is, because we're in South Florida and West Palm Beach, everybody from Miami and Fort Lauderdale, and it's a weekend cruise, so you know it's our people. Yeah. But they never say, we want a black comedian to do it. <laughs> but, but it's cool. But I'm able to do that, and then when you get on the ship, you got to decide which kind of jokes you're going to tell. Am I going to tell the ratchet stuff? Mm. Am I going to tell the mainstream Sinbad type stuff? <laughs> or am I going to do the Jerry Seinfeld type stuff? That's why it's so important. You continue to write jokes for everybody. Every, every, yeah. um, it's so I'm, I'm a different kind of character, man. I started uh, in the projects of the South Side of Tallahassee and moved up to the lower middle class. Yeah. And then I went South, to a predominantly South Side, baby. Tallahassee, always. South Adams. But then I went to a yes, predominantly sir. white high school. I went to Florida State High School. Mm-hmm. So, like, I grew up with every level of white person. From the white boys that's mud and driving the big four-wheel drives yeah. to the middle-class <laughs> white people to the white people that wore polo shirts every day. So I got to see the difference. And it's, it's more of an economic thing, mm-hmm. more so than a racial thing okay. to me. But I saw the, the white But I tried to, working in the mainstream comedy club, too, the improv, it's very few Samoas. It's very few Ricky Smileys. It's more Bill Bellamy type of comedians, if you if you can understand mm-hmm. what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. people that everybody has to to like them. So if you strictly like really urban, that's not that's that's not gonna get you where you trying to go unless you already popular. Lil Duval, yep. case in point, made it all the way through being who he was. But it's very few Lil Duvals. Even though now you had an 85 South show, yep. Carlos Miller and, and DC Youngfly, yep. and uh, um, my man Chico Bean. But it's it's a little different. It's only one 85 South show. Yeah. And then a whole bunch, a whole of, bunch of them. Yeah. yeah, because your money is limited and your market is limited. Um, but I've worked with just as much as Samore and DL and all them people. I've worked with uh, Paulie Shore and Screech from Saved by the Bell and all them people. And what they tell you is, look, man, we know you're funny. And, uh, but we're going to need you to tone it down tonight. Just a bit. <laughs> <laughs> tone it down. Yeah. Yeah. But, but when you have a gift, man, and, and everybody in the room know that, when you have a gift, your gift just glow. Oh, yeah. yeah. Right. So what they do is, okay, all right, uh, you don't need it for 20 minutes. We don't need it for 15 minutes tonight. Okay. Keep it up. The next night, you be at 10. Yeah. And then, okay, we're going to bump you down the host. <laughs> then they're going to start messing with your chick. Wow. So it'll get you, but they won't say that right out. 
Right. You know, they'll just say, hey, you know, tone it down a little bit, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then you get it, too. I got it with um, Aries Spears. I love Aries Spears. We the first one to say, yeah. boy, you are funny as hell. Yeah. But look here, that joke about your grandmama, that joke about uh, the, the commercial, that joke about you can't tell them no more on my show. Aries Spears the same guy that got that beef with uh, Corey Holcomb. Holcomb. Right. But uh, Aries is a special kind of a special <laughs> kind of animal. But I had to respect that because he was at a level. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So a certain kind of comedy is accepted. And then certain kind you got to kind of push to the side. Back. Yeah. So there's definitely racism in it. And it's a mainstream comedy club. So you got to be able to. Yeah. That makes that makes perfect sense. Yeah. And, and with, uh, you know, with black on black crime being coined, you know, to, to countertop, you know, police brutality, mm-hmm. we now have all lives matter being coined by only to be countered by the. BLM, Black, Black Lives matter. matter. So really, when they say all lives matter, do they? Do they really? Of course not. And that's the thing about it. It's like, I don't understand. It's like, they, they make it seem as if all lives matter. But then when you start spitting facts, they have to justify it. Why is that? They do it to avoid guilt and accountability. And we talked about it a little bit earlier, yep. because, and I hate it. I know I saw it on your page today. I, I you know, and I commented on it. Uh, don't fake care yeah. about yeah. the situation. Yeah. Because if I go to your page and you ain't been talking about not even stuff that relates to black people, just, but just stuff that relates to people, people, people. yeah, you know, yes. these kids in cages yeah. or uh, you know, kids being kidnapped. If I ain't seen that you've been on some real, well. Lives and people matter. Right. If I ain't seen you been on that, then I know you really don't give a damn. Nope. And you want to play the semantics game yep. about whether or not saying black lives matter means other lives matter. Don't play that game. It's been, we've been numbers. playing this since mm-hmm. Kaepernick. Mm-hmm. Yep. If you still exactly. don't get it, it's purposeful. Mm-hmm. You purposely being ignorant. So I know, I, I know, and I, I, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I just started cutting people off. I like probably cut 100 people. Mm. Off of my timeline, really? just for yeah, yeah, and some of them cut me too. Probably, <laughs> if I cut a hundred, probably fifty cut me. Yeah, and of course, and and here's the thing: the way you know they're full of it, right? Because if you really cared, I don't know about you, TJ, but I don't get a whole bunch of inboxes being like, "I said, how do you feel?" Like I don't understand the whole thing about yeah, I get it. Black Lives Matter. Can you really explain this to me? I don't get that. But you on my page talking trash. Yeah. You on my page talking about boo hoo, get over it. So you had mm-hmm. it bad or what? What? Yeah. yeah. So don't act like you care about all lives. You don't care about my life. You don't care about, you care about yourself and not feeling some kind of way because we're saying black lives matter. Mm-hmm. You care because before we said black lives matter, nobody said blue lives matter. Before we said black lives matter, nobody said all lives matter. Right. So you're just doing this to counteract us because we're saying mean? black. That's yep. what it is. And, and, that's, and that's the whole thing about it. It's, it's like, you know, I don't unfriend those who come on my page, you know, because my, my page is set up, you know, as a public figure. So everybody come on and they see it. And so I just let, I, I make a post and just let it sit there. And it's always going to be that one or two, three people that's going to speak their mind and then boom, like you saw today. Yeah. And there was one, one, one debate. See the way came, my temper set up. And, and, that, and, and, the one, and one debate that came on real quick was. Um, Freddie. You know, uh, a good uh, good friend of mine came on. And he actually said, you know, until uh, until Black Lives Matter, Brown Lives Matter, and so on and so forth. 
all lives, you know, matter is a, you know, blatant lie. You know, ignorance is bliss, you know, for those who, you know, who, yeah. are, who are black um, and who are white. And so, um, so at the end of the day, it just comes back to just indicating, hey, listen, until you recognize and call it for what it is, yeah. it's not it's not it's not going to happen. Right. And so that's just the, the the fact of the matter is. Yes, we know all lives do matter, mm -hmm. but all lives are not being jeopardized. Right. You know, and so when 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 I made when I made the post, um, you know, I just pretty much, you know, if you just want to put the post up real quick, sir, um, show the audience. Uh, this is the post that I put up. It was, it was all lives matter post. So you take a look at it real quick. And another thing I hate, man, is um, you know people will cherry pick certain things to try to downgrade the movement or what you're saying. And um, like if you don't say white on white crime or Asian on Asian mm -hmm. crime or Hispanic on Hispanic crime nope. because the assumption is and the social contract is that a white person kills another white person, they're going to be held accountable. Just like if a black person kills a white person or any other ethnicity. What we're talking about is the accountability of it. When a black person is killed unnecessarily mm -hmm. through no fault of their own, right. there's not any accountability. Yeah. Exactly. When it comes to a black, if you want to believe in this myth of black on black crime, nine times out of ten, that person is held to the fullest extent of mm -hmm. the law. I know. I lost a family member to quote-unquote black-on-black crime. That, they know the person. So it ain't like a stranger just walked up. Right. And just this because is, you, they, because of how you look, you were a threat. Right. When, you know, when Ray Ray killed John, it's called John probably owe Ray Ray some money. Right. Even crime is on crime. His all day. It's just <laughs> crime. crime. Is who crime. else you want to commit the crime against yeah. besides who is in your Crime head? is crime. You getting into it because either you're involved right. in it something illegal. with how you look. You're involved in something illegal or it's a domestic dispute. Tempers are flaming and mm -hmm. crime happens. That's mm -hmm. going to happen any section of the world. I'm, I'm, I'm down the middle. And I agree with you. I'm down the middle because I got a lot of Caucasian friends, and I have had that inbox. What can I do? Yep, exactly. So I and I don't know why I was chosen because I was far to the right. I was far to I was far to the right. I grew up with the military father, who was the fireman and the former army guy, who had very few white friends. There you go. And but in the end, one of his closest friends was a white guy. who was a fire chief, and he explained to me, "Hey man, back in the day, they hit." They hit your people with. My daddy said they hit your people with fire hoses, like the water. Yeah. That's 400 pounds of pressure. pressure yeah. That water is designed to bust windows. Yeah. And they didn't go in there and save the black people. They just let the house burn and water them, soak the place down. And a lot of black people lost their lives during that, during the riots and things like that. Mm -hmm. So I try to do my best to stay in the middle. So the people that jump in my inbox, I say, well, you get out there and march. Or you go bring water and find out exactly why these people are marching and, and are upset. Mm -hmm. Why my people feel the way we feel. Right. Yeah, do your research. Don't just hit me in my inbox. I know you got a minute left, big man. I just wanted to say thank you for the time, too, brother. Oh, ab absolutely, man. And, and, and real quick before we go, um, just let everybody know that, you know, you know, black lives, you know, do matter because, you know, all lives, you know, didn't cover black lives when you say all men are created equal. Mm -hmm. Nope. It's three-fifths. You know, black lives do matter because when you guys said, you know, all lives matter didn't cover liberty and justice for all. Mm -hmm. Nope. Yeah. And then finally... Black lives do matter because when y'all said, you know, we're still struggling with, you know, uh, to find the definition of what all of that means. Mm -hmm. So 
all lives don't matter because most of our lives don't matter because our lives do matter, the black lives. So real quick, how can they follow you? Hey, at Tight Mike, comment on all your social media platforms. Essex. At Actor Man Essex on IG, Essex O'Brien with the I-E-N on uh, Facebook and Twitter. And how can they listen to your show, Acting Funny? Hey, every Wednesday, 9.30 Eastern Standard Time on Facebook. And follow us also on Instagram, Acting Funny TV. That's right. Wow. Man, it's been a pleasure. Hey, thank you, bro.